Chapter 82 River God and His Pole Out of Mount Qingcheng, Xu Fengyan hired four big ships to sail down the Swallow River. On the ship, Yu Youwei was about to turn around from the river scene when a skiff going against the current caught her attention. It was going head-on towards Ning Ermei's ship. A seemingly literary man, dressed in dark gown, was on the skiff, carrying a pole. The young man struck the pole in water with both his hands, jacking up the rear of the skiff, and then he levered up the other end of the pole under the big ship, bending the bamboo pole like the edge of a half-moon. On one end, the skiff was steady on the water. On the other end, the big boat was totally capsized by the pole. Was this man the river god or what? Boatmen on the other three ships were all petrified by this incredible stunt on the driver. Next, the skiff under the young man's feet dropped back on the water and disappeared down the river. Xiangzhou province was not far from the capital. The six lords from the king's house all had their own fiefs, except for the lord of Huainan, Zhao Ying. The other five princes were all given military power. Zhao Heng, the lord of Jing'an, Zhao Sui, the lord of Jiaodong, and Zhao Ao, the lord of Langya, were all guardians of a prefecture. Among the last two lords with greater authority, the Lord of Guangling, based in Dahuang City, the former capital of Western Shu, ruled over the vast half of the land of the former Western Shu Kingdom. He had gained quite a brutal reputation from years of cracking down on incessant rebellions, and everyone had heard about the Lord of Yanshi with his mighty troops and great generals stationed in the former Southern Tang Kingdom. His army was a worthy rival to the Iron Cavalry of Northern Liang, and his parade of civil and military officers all came ten miles out of town to welcome a man who was to pass through Xiongzhou province. Zhao Ying, the Lord of Huainan, did not come as the rules of fiefs and lords forbade a lord from leaving his fief. Over a dozen lackeys of Northern Liang, all prominent figures in the martial world once, escorted a carriage, and three hundred armoured cavalry sounded like thunders. The governor, Yao Baifeng, bowed in awe and respect with his parade. However, the portier of the carriage remained shut. A hoarse voice was heard. Proceed to town. And no one dared to show even the slightest indignation. Approaching the main entrance of the town, the Lord of Northern Liang lifted the portier and tilted his head towards Yao Baifeng, inquiring, You there, Yao, where is Yao Ying? Yao Baifeng answered unwillingly. Your grace, the king's rules don't allow you two to meet. Xu Xiao, the lord of northern Liang, squinted his eyes and replied with a noise. 
The Lord's procession went through the central avenue of Magu City, where people all knelt on the ground, facing the ground. But every once in a while, acclamations were heard, lingering in the years and disturbing Yao Baifeng and his officials. Greetings from Zhu Zhen, infantrymen of the Qingshang Battalion of Jinshu Province. Greetings from Songgong, cavalrymen of the Tianguang Battalion of Western Liao. Greetings from Gon Duang Khan, archer of the Pipa Battalion. At that moment, Yao Baifeng was reminded of the lyrics from the audacious requiem of the great Northern Liang. A man of men while alive, a soul of souls when dead. Hell be purged by him and his loyal army of the dead. <laughs> 